And uh, always uh, great to have our friend Spencer Swift join us. Uh, Spencer, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Spencer. Same to you, gentlemen. Hope y'all are all doing very well and enjoying this nice morning. We're just full. We like everybody else <laughs> on, on Black Friday morning. Just sitting back and just <sighs> ate too much yesterday. Turkey coma. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It'll yes. do that to you. It'll do that to you. Uh, man, we just talked about the games that are coming up tonight. Uh, thoughts about officiating because it has been a part, uh, it has been a story throughout the year, uh, the shortage that we face, and then having to have the, the first rounds played on two separate days. We got them done. We do the quarterfinal round. Just, just thought about, you know, the officials and, and what this postseason has been like, you know, for the high school officials in the state. Uh, so far, it's, it's gone well. Uh, I haven't heard of any incidents, anything that uh, would be out of the ordinary. Uh, of course, this is win or go home, so the level of intensity is, is uh, bumped up tremendously, to say the least. But you brought up a good point um, a few minutes earlier. Yes, we did have to move some games because of the shortage of officials, but when it comes to this time of year, the ladies and gentlemen have worked extremely hard to get to this point. And if you have a second, I'd kind of like to go over what it takes to become eligible to be a playoff official with the Georgia High School Association. The floor is yours. Go right ahead. All right, there's three things they got to do. We got to we call them having the boxes checked. They've got to take the online GHSA clinic. They have to make an 84 or better on the GHSA test, which consists of video and rules questions. And then they have to attend a playoff camp. And we have six or seven of those camps across the state during the summer, and it's an all-day camp. Um, starting the 11th week of the season, the crews are put together. Some, some associations, oh, there are 21 of them in the state, by the way, um, they start earlier, and those uh, crews work together. They're filmed on the 28th, the 4th of November, and uh, the 11th of November, and then the 18th. So there's four films that are sent in to the state. They're sent in each week after each game. They are reviewed by the Playoff Evaluation Board and assigned a score from one to five. Uh, after the second round, which, you know, we're down to 64 schools on the second round, the third round is cut to 32, and it is cut to 32 by the accumulative score that you have from the previous film that has been sent in. And I'm going to tell you what, guys, out of the top 32 crews that are working this week, the score variance uh, by each one of them is uh, less than a point. Really? So that's how close it's getting. Okay, okay, okay. And then you'll go, of course, to about 32, then we'll go to 16, and then the big weekend we go to eight. Um, so these guys and gals have worked very hard and done everything asked of them by the GHSA to show that they are qualified to work these games. Uh, like I said earlier, the level of intensity grows each week uh, because it's lose, it's win or go home. We're spending time with uh, spending time with Wayport.com hotline with Spencer Smith and uh, bringing us some knowledge about how the officiating is selected once you get to this level uh, of the state playoffs. And the thing of it is, it's something that you have to be have your certification is done before the season started. It's once you get two or three weeks in, you can't say, oh, yeah, I think I want to work a, work postseason. It seems like there's no room to do no, that, right? No, there's not. And one other thing I want to add, once we get to postseason games, um, the moms and dads on the booster clubs are not holding the chains. 
uh, chain crews are done all within these associations. So we use that sort of as a backup. If, if I were to go down in my game this Friday night, there's a gentleman that's qualified per GHSA that can come on the field and take my spot. So we're traveling with 13 guys this weekend. Spencer, is there anything you can do to make filling these voids more attractive, whether it's money or, or anything else? What is it that you guys discuss or has been discussed to make doing this job a little bit more attractive? If, you know, and I, I'm thinking of various things. Hey, we're going to keep parents away from, you know, getting as close to you as we have in the past. Whatever it is that's a problem, how are you addressing that? GHSA is working on That's a great question, by the way. GHSA is working on that. Uh, if we have a sideline that becomes uh, unruly and they're being abusive in any way, shape, form, or fashion towards an official, the head coach is penalized for that. And if he gets two of them, uh, he's gone for the game and can't coach next week. They're doing a much, much, much better job, the schools are, as far as providing security for us from our cars to our locker room, locker room to field, field back to locker room, and then locker room to car after the game. Um, that has done quite well. It's still You're still going to get the um, the crazy screaming from the stands. I mean, I had a guy at a game a couple of weeks ago ask me if I'd just gotten my rule book this week. So they whoa, stay off pretty whoa. hard, but they're doing it. Whoa. Hey, yeah. now that, that, before we go any deeper, how close have you come? to wanting to take a swing at somebody. Ooh. Have you ever gotten to that point? And, and how close has it come? In my mind, yes. Uh, I have had people come at me and get to me with that with a deputy sheriff got uh, in real quick. Um, has the thought process pro- crossed my mind how I'd love to just take around the house and hit this guy? Yes. But you've got to use self-control and act like a professional and not lower yourself to their level um, and just get the hell out of there. There you go. There you go. Eric, I think Eric's got a question for you. Spencer, explain to the listeners, and as yourself as an official, how much of a difference does it make? Because a lot of times during a regular season, you will see a six-man crew on a Friday night, but during the playoffs, it's always the seven-man crew. Having that extra back judge back there, to, especially with the passing games that we now see on these sophisticated high school levels, how much of a major difference is it having those extra, that one more set of eyes? Well, if you ask the coaches, they just say it's, it's one more jerk with a fag in his pocket. But on seven-man crews makes a tremendous difference in you know, being able to stay with your keys across the field watching with the passing plays. High, schools are eligible all year long to use seven officials if they so choose. Most of them choose not to pay for it, so they don't use it. But there are some schools that have seven officials each, game, each home game uh, all year long. Um, Maris is one of those that comes to mind, although they're not a big throwing team. He likes to have it out there because he knows that that's what he's going to see in the pre postseason, and he wants his young men and women prepared uh, to see a seventh-striped person out on the field. Yeah. Spencer, I just showed a piece of video to, to Greg, and, and Dylan Matthews was at the game last night, with, 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 with last week with Woodward Academy. And I don't know who the side judge was, but this guy starts out backpedaling some pass play. He starts out backpedaling. He turns those hips, and he outruns the play to the end zone. So I don't know. I mean, you guys are out there able to, to – Is that to, a move to swivel hips? <laughs> oh, yeah. You gotta be able, you've got to be able to do that. Well, Cardinal Sin is getting beat to the end zone by the deep guys. But let's let's think about one thing, gentlemen. Most of the officials are getting older, fatter, and slower. The kids stay the same age. They get bigger, faster, and stronger, and they can fly. It happened to me on an interception last week because we have to run reverse mechanics, and I'll be honest with you, 
I was picking them up, putting them down as best I possibly could, and this kid just left me in the dust. Um, so we got we had 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 okay. a wing official coming down, and he ran into a coach on the sideline, so we had a flag for sideline interference oh. uh, because he couldn't get down there quick enough. So those things do happen. Now, the beauty of that is, and you think about it, we have a clock operator that has a radio, and we have radios. And there's nothing to say that we can't get on the radio in an inconspicuous manner and go, uh, hey, Mr. ECO, what yard line do you think he went down on? I say it's the four. No, he got tackled on the six, Spencer. So, therefore, we have a backup where we can get the play done correctly. Uh, he didn't score. He did to get taken down. Um, but uh, it helped that we had another set of eyes up there that could see exactly where he went because he flat left us in the dust. That's the other thing, Spencer. And we got dinged on it in our review, too. How about that? You know what, though? You mentioned somebody else that has to be included, the clock operator. You know, the old driver's ed, the retired driver's ed teacher doesn't work the clock at these games, right? You guys, have the, the, the clock operators are part of the crew as well, right? The clock operators are part of the crew the entire season. There's always an official on the clock every game, every weekend from the association. Or if you have a heavy weekend and you're short, you may call an association that doesn't have as many games and can spare a guy and bring him and put him on your crew to run the clock also. You know, I was thinking about this when you guys were talking about this, and remembering we had a, a guest on earlier, Spencer, Rick Limpert, talking about um, holiday gifts. And we got talking about this one piece of technology and the prices. TVs right now uh, are just very inexpensive, and prices that you would never think when 50-plus-inch, when 60-plus-inch TVs came out, that you would be able to get them for well under $500. And that's where they are right now, two, $300. My point for bringing all this up is, at some point on the high school level, their technology is going to be implemented like it is on the college level and the pro level. And is it getting close to where Georgia High School Association has the funds to maybe get drones, to get things to help out with seeing the whole field, whether it's technology used in football or basketball? We just talked about not too long ago, they finally got shot clocks across the board here in, 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 in Georgia. So is, is that something that's been talked about and considered because there's not as many refs and officials out there, hey, can we spend some money on some of these drones to possibly help us out? Is that a conversation that's being held in 2022? If it is, it's not to my knowledge among the officials. You know, Alabama has replay on their high school games. They started doing it uh, when their playoffs started years ago, and I don't know if they're doing it every game because of the expense. That's a better question, Greg, for – GHSA, I do not know the answer to that question. I do know this, that drones are not allowed over the football field when the officials come over and take control of the field. Uh, if they're up, they have to come down. Now, we will see some spring scrimmages where uh, you're doing an inter-squad or something like that, and they've asked for officials, and they'll have drones up there. But during a certified GHSA football event, drones are not allowed. Spencer, last question for myself, Eric, here. Um, on a Friday night in the playoffs, I know you try to arrive maybe two to three hours in advance. Do you even get that a little further for a playoff game like this? What time will you arrive to your school tonight? Well, just so you'll know, my crew has Thomas County Central versus Roswell tonight. We are meeting at Noonan at 11 o'clock and have procured a van. And we'll grab some lunch, and then we'll head to Thomas County Central and hopefully be there between 4.30 and quarter to 5 as our guesstimated arrival time uh so yes you will find crews that will uh rent the vans and and pull cars together and things like that but you try and go with as few vehicles as possible number one it's a playoff game 
parking is going to be tight, although most schools, because we do get there early enough, have specific places for us to play from a security standpoint and ease and getting in and out of our locker room and to the field. Um, so there are a bunch of different ways to do it. But this week in the playoffs, you mentioned the, um, I believe it's a 6 o'clock game uh, tonight. I think it's over at Lakewood. Isn't that right, Sam? Yeah, yeah that's South Atlanta. Thompson. That crew is coming up from South Georgia. So most of the crews in the metropolitan Atlanta area for games this weekend will be coming from the South Georgia area, and the South Georgia games will be used by crews above the NAT line. And that's typically the way GHSA does it to take any kind of, um, hey, that's their home that's their home crew when they do games uh, during the regular season. They don't want any of that. They want to have no complete transparency, no issues involving that type of thing. Hey, Spencer, as always, you, you, you got some great information this morning and talked to, you know, giving us updates on what's going on with field. For anybody who is considering doing this, where can they go to get the information and, and start the process of becoming an official? They can log on to www.gfoa.pro, or they can go to the GHSA website, which is www.ghsa.net, and go to the officials, and they can find contacts for people that are in their area uh, to possibly do it. As a matter of fact, um, you one of your old sports cronies, Chuck Dowdle, referred a guy to me last week. Really? Oh, how yes. about that? How about that? Yeah, yep. That's what it takes. And you guys had, what, 30? How many did you, you have this year? 38. 38. 38. Mm-hmm. Just in their association well, you, alone. You saw them all at the banquet when they all came lined up and got their uh, uh, pen. So, yeah, you were there. You saw it. Yeah, yeah. And Greg couldn't make it that night. Next time, I apologize, dude. I really did. I wanted to make it out there that night. I had something that came up. Well, we're going we're gonna to bring Greg well, out We'll next do it time. next year for sure. All right. all right. Spencer, thanks so much. You guys have a great call. Safe travels, too. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Thank Spencer. You Bye-bye.